is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, Tech Girl, Miriam Joar. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Joar, and today is Wednesday, uh, November. Wow, I was going to say October. November 1st, 2017. My guest today is the awesome and absolutely tremendous... Florence Ion. Hi, Flo. How are you? Hi. Thank you for that introduction. That is very kind of you. Well, it's the least I can do (laughs) because you are pretty awesome and unique and special. So how are things with you? How are things? Um, I've actually been diving a lot more into some smart home tech lately. So I've really been embracing um, my true suburban inner self. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> by automating by automating my tiny little house uh, with little things. I even used, uh, I set up like a whole little scene in my window for the kids last night for trick-or-treaters. Oh, sweet. Um, I put some like, zo- like I bought some zombies at the dollar store and I hung them in the window and then I put like bulbs uh, in the lamps and, uh, you know, put them all to red so it looked like, you know, hell. <laughs> Right on. Yeah, we did trick or treat. I'm up in Portland right now for this at my place up there. And it's, you know, although it's not in in the suburbs, Portland is very suburban anyway. It's so family friendly. Right. We're like three, I don't know, less than three miles from downtown. And yet there's yards around us and houses with that are not attached to each other and and kids walking around. So we, we did the whole trick or treating thing, too. It was great. I love it. Cool. Um. So... Let's talk about phones. There's quite a yeah. bit to talk about, actually. Um, there's rumors like the HTC, not the HTC, the OnePlus 5T. Oh, we yeah. We talk about those rumors. There is uh, a device that just launched. By the time we listen to this podcast, it will be out and, 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 and you know, public. Mm-hmm. The HTC U11 Plus and the HTC U11 Life. Um, the iPhone 10 reviews mm-hmm. are starting to trickle out. And there's some really interesting stories around that. The fact that Apple did not seed review units for an entire week to most uh, tech publications, which is kind of new and different and probably very annoying to most of them. <laughs> um, so all this stuff is what I want to cover. Um, but before we start, can it, can we talk about Mint Sim? Because I know you are a Mint Sim customer. And while they're not sponsoring this podcast yet, maybe one day they will, um, I mostly want to talk to them because they supplied me with a SIM to try out for a while. And so far, it's been great. It's on T-Mobile's network. I have no complaints. What has your experience been, Flo? Well, so typically I am on Big Red. Uh, That's my primary phone number. I've been only on Verizon for the majority of my uh, cell phone using life. So that's kind of all I know here in the Bay Area. Um, besides kind of review phones that I've held on to. But the MinSim has essentially become like this second. Uh, I like the fact that it's it doesn't really cost that much money. And I get like two gigs of data a month, roughly to use, which I don't really tend to use the whole thing anyway, because, you know, it's not really my primary phone. But I usually just hop the or pop the SIM into whatever secondary phone I have, especially if it's like a T-Mobile phone. It does piggyback, I believe, on the T-Mobile and Sprint networks. So, you know, I found it to be like a good it's 
I kind of end up using those phones as like a music phone in my car. So that way, you know, I can just right. have my primary phone um, doing whatever. And then I have like the music phone in the glove compartment uh, and it works pretty well. I mean, the thing about here in the Bay Area, I found that like on BART, for instance, um, going through the tunnels, it'll really sort of go down to like I'll lose streaming for a second. But that's kind of standard when you're taking a train through all those hills and underground and such that it's kind of bound to happen, but it's not like, again, like I said, it's not super expensive. So are you using T-Mobile at all? Like, because my understanding is that they don't, they're only on their, their T-Mobile virtual network operator. So they're, they're not really using any other network. So they should have the same performance and coverage and all that as Timo. Now I'm a Timo customer as my main. So, um, I haven't used the sim enough yet. It's just been a week to really um, tell like how good it is. Uh, but f- so far, it seems to be pretty much exactly like my T-Mobile service. You know, spotty where T-Mobile is spotty, great where T-Mobile is great. And when you know when you have good performance, like good good connectivity on T-Mobile, performance is out out the roof because that's that's their thing. They're they're the fastest network in the U.S. So yeah, so far so good. Um, has has uh, have you been able to compare at all? No, I, again, uh, I preface that just to kind of let you know, like where I'm coming from the sort of Verizon side of things. I think it's on par with T-Mobile just based on, I know a couple, you know, people who live here in the burbs with me who have T-Mobile, some colleagues, and we've talked about sort of like difference in, in, um, coverage out here and it seems to be on par. But the one thing I do like about the MinSim, I will say is that I can pop it into a Chinese phone and sometimes, or I should say an an overseas phone. Yep. And sometimes it doesn't always get, you know, you're not getting 4G and 3G all the time with those phones because they don't always have the bands necessary. But at least I can get some use from that phone just to kind of like test it out on the go a little bit. So I I like that. Totally. Mostly, uh, I mean, worst case scenario, since Timo still has 2G in some markets, you can get down on 2G, right? But I'm actually, uh, actually, that brings up something I didn't think about when I did the intro, which was I have a phone here that I received from Xiaomi, which is the Mi A1 Android One phone. And uh, it, is not a US uh, device, right? It's for India, the Indian market primarily. I think the one I have is quote unquote the global model, mm-hmm. but I think it's not optimized for US bands. But I'm getting, I'm getting LT on Timo, but only 3G on AT&T. So, hmm. you know, obviously on the MinSim, I'm getting, I'm getting LT. So there's a good example of mm-hmm. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I think for unlocked devices, and it's part of the reason I went to voice stream before they were known as T-Mobile in the early 2000s. Oh, wow. Was that, that they were very welcoming of you bringing your own devices. You know, even around 2000, 2001, I was importing unlocked T-Mobile, uh, it's not T-Mobile, but uh, Sony Ericsson phones and Nokia phones from Europe. And I wanted to use them uh, because they're quad band GSM. I wanted to use them on a network in the US and and Singular at the time was like, forget it. Like, we're not touching you with a 10 foot pole. Whereas uh, Voice Stream was like, yeah, sure, bring your phone. We'll put the SIM in. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And I joined like, I think a month or two before they got acquired or rebranded uh, in, into T-Mobile. And get this, at the time I was paying for unlimited data, Edge, um, for $5 a month. 
Oh, I remember those days. Those yeah. were beautiful, beautiful I mean, days. You know, there was nothing. I mean, you know, it was edge speeds, but I could tether <laughs> over Bluetooth yeah. uh, with my laptop. And at the time, that felt like the future, right? Yeah. I remember I was, you know, in around 2003, 2004, at my video game job, uh, taking a break, going to the coffee shop, uh, putting down my T68i um, Sony Ericsson phone next to my laptop and tethering wirelessly via Bluetooth and w surfingengadget.com. Have you heard of that website? <laughs> <laughs> ah, good old times. Um, but anyway, um, so look, the deal with Mint, and this is, I think, the crux of the story, and I'll read right out of the press release, not that I want to, not that I want to, you know, be their PR person or anything, but they gave me a sim to try out. The least I can say is tell you what the deal is. There's a deal going on, I guess, for the holidays, for Thanksgiving slash Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And it says the limited time promotion offers customers three free months of unlimited talk and text, along with two gigabytes of 4G LTE data each month with the purchase of any unlocked device from bestbuy.com. So that means if you go to Best Buy and you want to buy, say, a Pixel or something unlocked, because, you know, why wouldn't you buy a phone unlocked these days? You get to try out Mint for three months for free with two gigabytes each month. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. There you go. <laughs> so that's the deal. And I'm glad you're having a good time with it. You know, honestly, I have what I'm actually looking for ideally is a virtual network operator that is on AT&T because hmm. T-Mobile has me well covered, right? I am a customer. I have two lines with them. You know, I have two SIMs to use. Everything is happy and, and good. Um, but I and it's, you know, 100 bucks, unlimited everything and international data roaming the whole the whole shebang, right? Mm hmm. Uh, but I need to test AT&T sometimes and I have an AT&T line, but it's costing me an arm and a leg every month for just testing purposes. And so I want to, you know, give them a big middle finger and say, bye bye AT&T. I'm no longer paying you monthly fee. And instead, I would love to jump on a virtual network operator that is, is a, so, you know, basically piggybacking on AT&T's network. And so I'm putting the word out there to my, to my listeners. And saying, hey, if you guys know anything, hit me up on Twitter or anywhere else for that matter, email, um, Google Plus, Facebook, and let me know where 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 I should go. Straight Talk used to have AT&T, but I don't know if they do anymore. Um, there's another one that I tried out, but it just wasn't really that great. I can't remember what they're called. Thank God for them, because now they, they don't get the bad publicity that way. <laughs> anyway, if you hear anything too, I'd like to know. Mm -hmm. But Mint, I think, is going to be awesome for these occasional times when I just need to try a phone out for a little while and I need to, you know, sign up for a month or something. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, phones. Let's start with that HTC. Maybe. Um, mm -hmm. I know you've seen the uh, you've seen the materials, so you kind of have an idea. Let mm -hmm. me let's talk about the U11 Life. So I have a, I've had the device for a bit less than a week. And it's, if you look at it at first sight, like you pick it up and you look at it, it looks like a U11. It's uncanny. It really looks like you just picked up a U11, like full-blown 650 whatever dollar phone. But it's uh, $350, right? So it's a lot cheaper. And, you know, at first it's totally looks like just a shrunk, slightly shrunk down because the display is 5.2 inch instead of 5.5. And uh, if you pour, turn it over, you got that, you know, beautiful blue liquid 
blue, whatever they call it, finish, right? So it just looks as hot and sexy. Sapphire blue. Yeah, that's what is that what it called? Okay. And so <laughs> you see that and and the camera, there's a single flash, that's the, that's the telltale. If you see it a face down on a table, you'll be able to tell apart because the U11, you know, Big Daddy, as I'm going to call it from now on, because, <laughs> you know, we got to be naughty on this show. Big Daddy has a dual LED flash. Little, little boy, whatever, mm. has the single. So that's how you can tell them apart. But if you pick them up, they feel great in hand. They feel, you know, well-made. There's no doubt. It's HTC. But the thing that's bumming me out and this is my my first little uh kind of meh kind of like uh moment is it's all plastic. Oh. All of it. Oh. At first I thought okay, they replaced the glass part in the back with acrylic, which is great, right? I get it. Like it's really expensive to do this molded glass thing with this liquid water whatever finish, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I, I can live with that. It's half the price pretty much. Like come on. But then I realized that the frame, that they made it look like aluminum, but it's not. Wah, 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 wah. Hmm. And you're going to say, well, who cares? I mean, you know, like it's a mid-range phone. Yeah, but I mean, you know, one of the things about the U11 is that it just feels so, yeah, yeah, like, I don't know, you know. And so <laughs> this makes me feel like, oh, I'm not getting my money's worth i'm sorry and the reason i'm saying that is it's probably biased it's because i see so many phones out of china right now that cost a hundred dollars yeah. less right yeah like, you know this is 350 that i see phone that cost 250 that are all metal and they're beautifully made right yeah i mean honor and huawei make like very beautiful phones right? for i mean not, not that much money not even that think of for example lenovo's phones the moto uh g5 oh, yeah. uh, plus or g5s plus i think is the one i'm thinking about because the g5 plus mm -hmm. is technically a, a plastic frame with a metal back so that does not but it still metal. feels nice yeah you it, know. Still feels it nice. doesn't look so and budgety. of course the g4 is at a different price point it's 50 dollars more the android one phone i'm not gonna and that's all metal and glass that's a glass sandwich actually so that one's really mm -hmm. fancy but so yeah you know and and again the, the xiaomi uh it's not sold in the us it's not in the same price bracket it's not a competitor i want to make it very clear but the xiaomi uh a1 uh android one phone is also all metal and glass and it's 229 right so hmm. but it's not as good to be honest here's this thing at first i was put off by that and then i started using the phone so this is my story it's like i was like oh man come on um, half the price of a u11 you make it look like a u11 and it's not really a u11 and it's all plastic <laughs> go away and then i started using it and i was like oh crap this is you really liked so it? good oh yeah like get, get this okay you're getting i swear to you 90 percent of the u11's experience in half the price it's that good examples all the software stuff that you're used to um from htc is in there including airplay support which as you know they're the only ones who do that mm -hmm. um the camera doesn't have ois the specs on paper are kind of generic 16 megapixel f over 2.0 both front and rear cameras are identical other than the rear has autofocus and you're thinking to yourself, those specs don't look that great. And then you start taking photos and you realize that they've worked really closely with Qualcomm and the ISP and that processor to really get the imaging top notch. And it takes great photos, not not like U11 photos or Pixel 2 photos. Of course not. Right. But we're getting to I think they beat everyone else in that price point for imaging, which I think is really impressive. I 
So I didn't get much of a chance to really experience the U11, um, which is a bummer because I... Jeff, I mean, are you I've hearing heard... this? Jeff? Jeff to the rescue? <laughs> I've heard a lot of awesome things about it. Um, but I, I do have to say, and I I don't mean to veer this off topic, no, no. but I... We can tangent. This we talking... podcast is all about tangents. Take a tangent. Go for it. <laughs> well, we were talking before the podcast that we were going to be talking about this, and I was just thinking, you know, part of, one of the reasons that... I so I am currently wielding the Pixel 2 and one of the reasons is because I know that HTC is behind it and I just had such a great experience with the Pixel XL last year. Yeah. It just was it was just such a great phone to use throughout the last year. I just sold it. I just sold it to recoup some of my uh some of the money I spent on the Pixel 2. Uh but I'm I am enjoying the Pixel 2 so far and now I just sort of have this different uh I just have this different feeling about HTC. I feel like they're really finding their stride with the latest crop of products that have come out. I feel like it's it's great that they're not having, you know, the the screen display issues that are sort of that have sort of befallen the LG variant of the Pixel because even though those aren't, you know, manufacturers that we're supposed to associate with those phones, of course. Those of us enthusiasts, yeah. we know yeah. we know who is behind those phones. And so to just kind of know that is like, ooh, it's like, you know, you, you kind of want to root for the underdog not to fall in. And that's how <laughs> I've always felt, honestly, about, you know, about HTC is to me, they've always been an underdog that I've really loved. And so I'm super critical of them. Like, I'm really like, I want you to give me what I want. And so like a friend you love. Yeah. And so I had, to, I had succeed. to kind of step back after the first two days where I was like, can you, can I, I couldn't get over the whole plastic thing. And I was like, listen, listen, just chill out for a second, because look. The experience on this is getting better. As, as I started using it, I'm like, this is really good. This is like really a lot of value for the money because you're yeah, getting... Yeah, how much, how much is it again? It's it's a 350 US, so 349. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the, you you can probably get the U11 for 650, but I think the list for the U11, the big the big one is, the the, the, the flagship is, is like 700-ish, right? So you're getting half the price, basically. And, and, and I'm like, okay, most people won't care that it's plastic. Mm -hmm. It looks and feels like a U11. Yes, it's fake, but it looks and feels like a U11. <laughs> so get over it, Miriam. Get over it. And so I did. And honestly, once I started using it, the screen, oh my God. Okay, so the other thing, the camera, mm -hmm. the, the specs look really pedestrian. And then I used it and I was like, wow, okay, they really sorted that out. And then the screen is just a 1080p screen, right? 5.2 mm -hmm. inches instead of a quad HD 5.5. But man, it is super LCD, like whatever IPS technology that that uh, you know HTC's been using for a number of years, and it looks like a freaking rock star. That screen, like I'm serious. I'm like, it looks better than my Pixel Two XL screen. And I, and you, <laughs> well. you, I can hear the snark coming out of you saying, "That's like not a very tall order, Miriam." But you know, look, I, I, I'm just saying, like I would say, it looks probably close to the pixel to the small pixel screen that's a 1080p screen that's five inches so this is slightly bigger 5.2 and i know that the pixel 2 baby pixel 2 is is a oled and this is an ips or lcd based panel but i'm telling you guys this screen is at uh, in vivid mode the screen is more vivid than a note 8 oh and i didn't think that was possible with uh with an lcd okay so there you go well, I see here, this also has 
USONIC with active noise right. cancellation, which is kind of neat. So that's the other thing. You get neat. the USONIC earbuds with the the sound shaping, like the sound tuning, mm-hmm. and the active noise cancellation in the box, which is like something like retail is like worth seventy nine or eighty bucks, right? Mm-hmm. For free, built in. You don't get an headphone jack adapter. Like so that's the other thing. It's the first mm-hmm. mid ranger on the market in the US at least that doesn't have a headphone jack. Welcome to the so, future. Yeah, I welcome don't know to what the future. That scares me because especially in mid-range. But look, and the fact that there's no headphone jack in the box, I, I you know, they had to be price conscious even if it's just $15. Um yeah, the, you get the Usonic earbuds and they're pretty awesome. At least m- most people like them. I'm not a huge fan because I'm really picky about audio, but but I understand that they're tr- trying really hard to make you know, to make a case for these. And I think it's, if you're going to mimic the U11 experience, bringing the USONIC earbuds in for the box for free is more important than the headphone adapter. Besides, here's the, here's the thing I want to tell everyone. And I told this on the podcast last week, the U11 headphone adapter sounds like crap. So if it didn't come in the box, save yourself $15, go buy the Pixels headphone adapter, mm. which is, sounds way better and is po- perfectly compatible with the U11 and U11 mini. A uh, mini, no, sorry, not mini. Oh, I shouldn't say that. He's gonna kill me, uh, Jeff. I'm There's sorry. a lot of U11s. I know <laughs> it's the U11 life. I mean, so uh, we're name life, but I guess life, lifestyle, whatever. So there you go. There you, you have the 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 thing. And then if you look at the specs, maybe you want to go through the specs with me real quick. It's a Snapdragon six uh, thirty, mm-hmm, which is a uh, pretty high end in the mid range world. Mm-hmm. And it's got three gigs of RAM, three gigs of built-in storage, uh, micro SD, of course, uh, up to two terabytes, which is kind of amazing because mm-hmm. I don't even think there is two terabyte cards yet. Maybe there are, but they got to be more than like they got to be like a thousand dollars or something. Yeah, and this is more than the phone. <laughs> yeah, by far. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to say is that there is a version for the global market. So the the North American market, we're getting like the U11 software experience from HTC Sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the global version, is an there's an Android 1 version of that phone. So in case you're wondering why I brought up the Xiaomi earlier and also the G4, Moto G4, because mm-hmm. those two are Android 1 phones. So even though the U11 we're getting in the US is not an Android 1 device, there is an Android 1 variant for Europe and some foreign markets. Interesting, right? Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's the the eleven life in a nutshell. One more thing about it: it has the squeeze feature. It has oh the squeeze feature. Yes. Yeah. So I'm still getting used yeah, to that. I'm not squeezing. too sure it's a thing for me, but I just wanted to say like this is how much they mimic the U11, uh, Big Brother, experience, right? Like the flagship one. They 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 brought down pretty much everything that they could at that price point and including the squeeze the sense edge sense or whatever yeah yeah i mean it sounds like hcc is really re-establishing this sort of status quo about its phones by saying these are the range of phones we're offering in these price points uh you're gonna get the features that trickle down you know the features that we offers google assistant alexa the squeezing <laughs> and the edge sense i know it's um, it's a, a whole jamboree of U11 experience all baked Why into not? one. Yeah, I think it's, this is a very smart thing. And uh, so in the end, I've kind of come around on this phone. I'm still bummed about the plastic and the lack of headphone jack, which is really the only two things I would ding this phone for at this point. Uh, mm, yeah, and then and then everything else about it, you know, it's amazing. I mean, you know, if you're into 
a pure Android experience, you can potentially import the Android One version of this phone. So yep. you have some options. You know, for me, the only thing that I'm really big about, like excited about when it comes to HTC's user experience, honestly, is AirPlay support right now. Like mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, since it sense is so lightweight now, right? That it's really yeah. feels almost just like a pure Android device to start with anyway. So I'm not sure I'd need an Android one version of this phone, frankly, even though I guess the Android one version will get the updates sooner. So that's another thing to think about. Yeah, that's the one benefit of the Android one program. Yeah. So that's the U11 life. Wow. Um, yeah. So <laughs> if, if you guys are listening and you want to see what it looks like, I'm sure there's lots of, uh, people who published reviews today uh and i say, say today i mean when this podcast goes live mm -hmm. uh however i will have a youtube uh review video up for you guys so uh check that out on my youtube um so what's the next phone we should talk about flo what do you think you get the list there I mean, the U11 Plus, oh, of I'm course. just yeah. drilling over. I mean, the thing that stood out to me was Android 8.0, first of all. Right. That's the other thing. The U11 Life comes with, right now, it still comes with um, a Nougat, and it's going to get, um, sorry, with Oreo, it's going to, no, the other way around, Nougat, and it's going to get Oreo. <laughs> uh, it's mm -hmm. going to get eight uh, in the next month, apparently. So, um, oh, and it's going to be available on Timo. Um and I think that by the time this podcast is live, the price will be public. Mm -hmm. So the price is two ninety nine on Timo, fifty dollars off. Hmm, that's not bad. So that's not a bad deal, right? That's not All bad. right. What is it? Looking at, I, I haven't looked. So just to be clear, I only have the U eleven Life. I have not played with the U eleven Plus. I've only looked like you, uh, Flo. I only have first impressions from the materials. What do you think? Well, I was going to ask you, what is that circuitry? So there's a there's a press in uh, there's a press photo yeah. uh, that is part of this package, and it's the back of the HTC U11 Plus, and I see this sort of like circuitry, this round circuit board on the back. I'm just trying to discern what that's. Oh, supposed so there's to be. a translucent version of the phone. Okay, so it's not 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 transparent, but you know, kind of like um, okay. smoky, like opaque, opaque, maybe like a, a smoky translucent version. Mm -hmm. And what you're seeing there is the is the the wireless charging coil or the NFC oh. coil or both. I'm not sure. I have to look at the specs. Obviously, the fingerprint reader is back there because. Um, so yeah, you guys are listening. Going, we're not seeing the picture right now, Miriam. What Sorry. are you talking about? It's okay. Let me fill them in. <laughs> this is a U11 essentially that has been put on steroids and has gained an ultra wide front screen so it has very small bezels top and bottom and a very very wide 18 by 9 screen like is the all the raged mm -hmm. with kids these days and um yeah and so the fingerprint reader has been relocated to the back and the one photo we're looking at is kind of has a translucent ish back which is uh my I, I remember, um, you know, that was a rumor. So I think it's happening. Let's see what the press release says. It's shall happening. Transus back. I know. It's like, it's like a, we should have like a, an opera about it. So let's see. I want specs. Give me some specs. There you go. So let's have a look at specs that we will know what's going on. So six inch quad hd plus eight, uh, yep. 2880 by 1440 so it's the same resolution as uh what's the phone i recently reviewed as as a pixel 2 xl mm -hmm. uh and the v30 mm -hmm. uh super lcd 6 so it's cd it's not amoled so this is going to be 
pretty damn good, I'll be honest with you. It doesn't have rounded corners either. It's just squares on the edges. Um, it's Do we IP need rounded corners? No, but I, I have to admit, you know, my little, my, my, op, my old, you know, my, my child's Macintosh heart is, hmm. is, is into the rounded corners somehow. Um, That's fair. IP68, uh, Oreo, as you said, HD Edge Sense, the squeeze thing is there. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to look at the important things because, you know, you know, there's a lot of things in there. You're like, whatever. Uh, 835. 835. How much RAM? 4 gigs, well, 64, yeah. and 6 gigs, 128, depending on market. Mm -hmm. Micro XD up to 2 terabytes. Uh, same camera, it looks like, as the big U11, the existing one. Um, 12 MP, um, 1.4 micron uh, with um, optical image stabilizer, f 1.7. Yeah, it's the same same camera. And then uh, the front front camera, I think, is that the same? I don't know. I have to look it up. 8 megapixel with 85 degree field of view. Which I think that's the same. I appreciate that yeah, extra field that of great? view when you've got a bunch of people. Comes with you, Sonic head earbuds. Um, doesn't say if it comes with the uh, headphone adapter. Honestly, you're not missing out unless they unless they make a new headphone adapter that sounds better. Buy the Pixel adapter for your U11. That's all I have to mm -hmm. say. I need to buy another one today. So it's really the screen, and then um, I guess the let's see, is there um, sensors, location, connectivity, battery? Oh, big battery, guys! Thirty-nine, thirty milliamp hours. That is pretty fantastic. I think okay. that's one of the highest of the premium phones. Probably, yeah. It is the highest that I've seen. So, I think so Jeff, if you're listening, eight. I know this is not a US phone, but you know what to do, right? Send me and Flo both a phone. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. 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 We, we can use our mint sims. That's it. correct. Oh, yeah. You're good at marketing. <laughs> I love it. It's fantastic. Oh, cross-marketing. Okay. <laughs> Um, let's see what else we have in here. I want to see this thing about the transparent. I know that there was some talk of a transparent version or translucent. I know. Uh, I'm trying that? to scan it too. I'm looking at it real quick. <sighs> it doesn't have a beauty section. Uh, oh, oh, there you go. Uh, looks oh. and feel like no other. HTC U11 Plus is designed with the same eye-catching award-winning liquid surface as the U11. Colors include sleek ceramic black eye-catching amazing silver and an unprecedented are you guys ready are you guys ready an unprecedented new color translucent what? black dun, dun, okay that's dun. cool do you see that are that's you on that cool. page it's page uh uh what page is this uh it's the fourth page in the press release fifth page sixth page page six. Oh man Okay. It's a stunning design I'm, on the I'm top of the in. page. Oh yeah, that is that is supposed to be see-through. Oh yeah, there it is. So I don't know if it has wireless charging. That's what we need to check. This might just be the NFC coil. Sorry guys, I got you all excited about it. But let me check the specs for because now I want to know if it has wireless charging. Looks big in that press hand. <laughs> That's <laughs> I have to say. It is gonna be a big phone. Uh six <laughs> inches, even though you know it's still I mean six inches is the same size screen as the it's gonna be about the same size as a Pixel 2 XL or as a V30. That's not mm -hmm. too big actually. Maybe yeah. they have small hands, it's Taiwan. Hmm. Let's see, battery. Though it doesn't say anything about wireless I was wrong. It probably doesn't have wireless charging, sadly. Um so I got your whole time. But I mean that coil is definitely the NFC coil. Um cool though, right? Now you know exactly where to place the phone on the terminal when you huh. pay. 
Because you, you know can what? See that the reminds me. That reminds <laughs> me of those Game Boy Advance. Sorry, I'm just like Game Boy Colors. No, go for it. Remember when those came out and they came out see through? Anyway. Yeah. No. Remember the whole translucent <laughs> iMac world? Uh, yeah, um, that's true. That was really like in vogue in I like think the late nineties. Should 90s. have made it like um, Bondi blue. Like Bondi Beach yeah. in Australia, HTC. Oh, like the U11. Yeah, the U11 is signature little blue. Yeah, I like that. Bondi Blue translucent U11. But the difference I is like this is glass. That's it, which makes it all the more polished and all the more cool. At least I hope it is, because if you make another plastic phone, I'm going to lose my mind. Anyway, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's glass. It's a U11 Plus. Come on, it's going to be the best of the best of the best here. I feel like I want to do a drop test, though. Of course you uh, will. Metal versus plastic and see oh, from like two I stories. I can guarantee you the, U, the U11 Life all plastic will survive drops way better than the U11, yeah. U11 Plus uh, flagships. <laughs> but that's not the point. You know, you're paying that. Well, I guess you're paying half the price for the U11 Life. But for the big ones, you're paying a lot of money. So obviously you want, you know, something that's like jewelry in your hand because, mm-hmm. you, you know, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people are against that and they think plastic is great, but I'm sorry. After you've, you know, it's just plastic gets so sweaty and nasty in your hand. You know, that's kind of my it problem. It does. So, yeah. Anyway. And it gets hot. It's hot. That U11 Plus, I, Jeff, you heard us, is happening <laughs> in my inbox as soon as you can. Please, please, please. Um. All right. So we talked about HTC and we've done 30 minutes. Wow. Awesome. I know. We're doing good here. Okay, so Xiaomi um, Mi A1 Android 1. I talked about it briefly. Did you did you get one? No, I don't have much, you know, sadly, I don't have much experience with Xiaomi uh, just because the publications I've worked for didn't really cover them. Right. Or at least when I was at PC World because, you know, US-centric site, they're not really a US brand. But, you know, I like what they're doing with Android One. I really enjoy the Moto X4 and just knowing, like, the software program, the fact that you can rely on updates coming directly from Google. I mean... Right. And so this is what got me excited is most Xiaomi phones, you know, you have to import into the US. Some of them yeah. come with Google Play services because they're sold in Hong Kong or Taiwan yeah. or, or India and, and they have them. But uh, most of them I sold in China and don't even have Google Play services. So they're basically, for me, essentially unusable, even though they're beautiful phones. Yeah. Um, last year, I got a Xiaomi Note 2 uh, review unit, and that was really nice. It has the, it looks a lot like a Galaxy S7 Edge Plus, you know, like Not bad. the OLED display with the round, the round edges. Mm-hmm. And a, like, you know, with bezels on top and bottom because it's before the whole 18 by 9 uh, madness started Mm -hmm. prevailing and so and and it was an indian phone so it had a google play services and it's a worldwide band phone so it worked great in the us on all the on well all the gsm networks so it was a great it was a good experience but you know it was heavily skinned and customized ui so a bit odd um this a1 so the way i got it and i want to want to thank the folks at google because the folks at Google who gave me a Pixel 2 and Pixel 2 XL to review said, hey, you know, we have these Android One phones coming up. Do you want to play with them? And I, and I said, definitely the Moto G4 because it's, you know, going to be sold in the US. So they hooked me up and I reviewed it. There's a review video on my channel. I haven't mentioned much in the podcast. I really, really liked the Moto G4 Android One edition. Fantastic phone for the money. Feels like a rock star in hand. Dual camera is a little meh, but everything else super, super tight. Uh, and headphone jack and glass sandwich and metal glass sandwich. Woo. Uh, 
The, Every time you say sandwich, I, I imagine I love Oreos metal glass in my head. The metal glass sandwich is like how I get my keep my teeth sharp. I just chew on them and it's tasty <laughs> and I get very happy. So uh, they said, hey, you know, this phone is not sold in the US. It's for India, but we can probably connect you with Xiaomi PR to get you an A1 Android One. And I was like, oh, you can do that, can you? <laughs> and so they did. And so I want to thank, like, really, I want to thank Google PR for making that happen for me because now I have a relationship with Xiaomi, which I didn't have. And so what did Xiaomi do? Xiaomi did what they knew, clearly know me well already. They did the right thing. They sent me a Xiaomi Mi 1A1 Android 1 tone to review. And they, they sent me a Xiaomi Mi Mix 2. Because you know what? The Mi Mix 2 is the hottest phone in the entire universe i don't know if you've ever seen one in person but i suggest flow you don't because you will want to buy one <laughs> i was in those Hong Kong. chinese phones i gotta tell you they are pretty neat and yep. i really need to go to china and just look at phones I, I was in hong kong two weeks ago and i hung out with richard live of get of engadget and mm -hmm. and he showed me his xiaomi mi mix 2 and i was like mine will take home with me now and he's like, no, cannot. You cannot has. And I'm like, but I want. <laughs> and so he said, we can go to the computer market and uh, you can buy one. It's cheap. It's like $450. And I, was like, I think I saw, I think he posted a photo from that. Yeah, I, I did. Think I that's did. what and I then was, I was like, thinking I was in my like, head. Oh. But I, I resisted. I resisted. And then, you know, Google hooks me up with Xiaomi like a week later and I get a freaking me mix two in the mail. So, yes. So I unboxed it. It's on my YouTube channel. Have a look. It's hot and sexy. This thing. Oh my God. It's, I don't know what to do with myself. It has, uh, you know, it has Google Play services because it's an Indian phone, uh, at least the one mm -hmm. I have. So that's the news um, on Xiaomi. So the A1, let me talk quickly about the A1 Android. The thing that's amazing about the A1 Android is like all the Chinese phones is that it's 229 and it feels like a $500 phone in hand, right? Because mm -hmm. all metal and, and glass dual camera in the back basically it looks like a rose the one i have is rose gold imagine a rose gold one plus five mm -hmm. and that's it that's exactly what you're getting for 229 i feel like i would love that but it's i really not like the specs the one plus of five. a one plus five sadly so oh you know yeah no it's 229 for mid-range specs in a one plus five body essentially in design it looks very generic from the front looks like an iphone without the home button from mm -hmm. the back it has a dual camera in the same location as the hd uh, the uh one plus five which is why i brought it up and then it's very thin it's all metal and glass it has a headphone jack yes it has USB-C, which is pretty dope which by the mm -hmm. way the u11 life also has USB-C because you know u11 all have USB-C. uh and you know because of usonic uh, and so it has a Snapdragon 625. So spec wise is very similar to the G4 because it's dual camera, Snapdragon 635, uh, 625. And it has four gigs of RAM and 64 gigs of storage for 229 bucks. Dang. Yeah. And micro SD and it's dual SIM. Of course it's dual SIM because there's not a single phone coming out of China. That's not dual SIM. And what else am I missing? That's basically, oh, and a massive bath battery is like, 3500 milliamp hour or something ridiculous 
That is a giant trend that I see really taking off. And it's, the a, whole, it's only I a mean, 5.5 inch phone. So it's actually relatively big. Like it's a little bit smaller than an iPhone 5, uh, iPhone 7 or iPhone 8 plus, right? Like it's, it's, you know, because it's essentially, you know, basically it's the same size as one plus five. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not a small phone, but you know, it's mid range. The display is only 1080p. But then again, the display on the one plus five is only 1080p. So it's an LCD. So here's the thing that like dampened my excitement. Yes, it's Android mm-hmm. one. Yes, it's looks great on paper and spec wise and it's all metal and glass. But when you start using it, you realize the display is kind of crap. Hmm. Um, compared to other phones of that price range, even the, um, the, the Moto G5 Plus, which is just a little more, I think subsidized on Amazon is on a $10 more to $239. Mm-hmm. Um, the display is, it's just really bright, but really, uh, undersaturated. And I'm wondering if it's like colors are muted. I'm, I'm wondering if it's not a, co- again, it could be a color tuning issue, just like the, uh, the Pixel 2 XL, right? Right. So, I don't want, like, I don't want Xiaomi to be mad at me for saying this, but, you know, I was expecting slightly better display. And then the camera, again, same thing. It's perfectly serviceable. It has dual cameras, like the iPhone, like the OnePlus 5, with one is a zoom, two times zoom, permanent, mm-hmm. and the other one is a regular. And so you can zoom in and out and stuff, and you can do portrait mode. Um, but it's, you know, just like the OnePlus 5 camera is decent, pretty good. It's not like, wow, right? Right. Now, scale that down to a 229 price point, and that's what you're getting. Look, perfectly serviceable, um, but it's not going to win any awards. So there you go. That's the nutshell of the Xiaomi A1 Android One phone. And, you know, if you're on a budget, so I think it's still a pretty damn good candidate. The thing you should know that if you import that phone, it only works on Timo in the US properly because it only does LTE on Timo. doesn't do LTE on AT&T, Forget Verizon and Sprint as usual. How do you choose a phone when you live in these markets where all these crazy, kooky, wacky brands are putting together stuff? Well, the good thing is most flagships now include all the bands and a lot of phones Mm -hmm. like the G4 Moto 1, the Moto G4 Android 1 edition has does verizon and sprint like it's one phone True. for all the net, all the networks and it i had a fee uh, sorry a fi sim in there from google mm-hmm. and it worked in hong kong like a charm right because you know fi gives you free data roaming like t-mobile does right and it, it was just flawless on their networks over there so you know clearly it's a universal there's a few universal phones today like the pixels the, the iphones um some of the samsung phones some mm-hmm. of the lg phones i think the u11 is pretty much a universal phone if you buy the unlocked version and sprint is always a bit of a, a weird thing because they are the only one that still absolutely requires cdma for voice yeah uh, whereas verizon will let you do voice over lte so even if you don't have cdma you can be on verizon's network and still most places have LTE on Verizon now. So, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I mean, this phone, basically, the Xiaomi A1, Android 1, is going to only work on T-Mobile LTE in the US. So, get a MinSIM, right? Ha-ha, <laughs> see? <laughs> I did the same thing as you, Flo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm on a roll today. So, yeah. I mean, get a ch- if you get a chance, um, you know, ping maybe ping your Google contacts and see if you can get one. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be a fun one for uh, all about Android. Yeah, I would like to see what life is like with a Xiaomi phone in the United States of America. It's it's <laughs> interesting. Well, this one, at least it'll get updated and it's running pure Android. So that's kind of the cool thing about it. That's the one yep, thing yep. that got me. And the RAM. I mean, four gigs of RAM and 64 gigs of storage. Uh, yeah, hook and me you up. You said it's rose gold? The one I have is rose gold, yes. <laughs> 
a rose gold sounds really oh, nice. No, it's, nice. <laughs> it's good. Um, speaking of OnePlus 5s, there yes. are strong, strong rumors dun, 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 of OnePlus 5T coming very soon. OnePlus 5T. If you remember last year, OnePlus stunned the world by announcing a 3T three months after launching the 3 and pissing off half of its customers. It's about that time of year. Uh, it's the time <laughs> of year for OnePlus to piss off its customers again. <laughs> just uh, in time for Christmas. And I just want to say, Eric is probably going to listen to this. And Eric, I love you. And I love OnePlus. And I want to say that, you know what? I think you're doing the right thing. People, let's see you surprise everyone. And, and maybe a little bit of a heads up would have been nice. But... This year, we kind of expected it, and it's all good. We now know that if you want to buy OnePlus flagship, we wait till the fall. We don't buy the one in the spring. It's very simple, really. Um, so this OnePlus 5T, have, what have you heard about it, Flo? I've just been uh, peeking on whatever Evan Blass has been teasing on the internet for the past couple of days, and... Um, I, I also just kind of feel like what a smart move to do this right before the holidays, because this is a time that everybody is like, oh, I can buy a new phone like this is holiday time. I can justify this giant expenditure and like go into debt for it. So what should I get? <laughs> you know, you don't have to go into debt for a one plus. Um, they're pretty they're pretty affordable as far as phones go. Uh, have we heard anything about how much the 5T is going to cost? No, I mean, look, I know nothing other than it's coming. Uh, yeah. You know, my, my sources are very strong that this is real. These are not just rumors. It's happening. Uh, the specs and the photos and everything. And you know, uh, you know, Evan Blast is pretty on, spot on. So all this is true. I have no idea what the specs and the, the, the cost is at this point. I'm sure that Eric will be in touch soon with all the details, but I won't be able to talk about it anyway. And then, uh, and then they'll, I'll get a device at some point. So I'll, I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. I'm going out of town for a little while, like traveling, uh, in Europe for, uh, conferences and stuff. So, uh, it's going to be a bit of a dry period for me in terms of getting new devices until I come back because I'm gone for three weeks. But hey, mm -hmm. when I come back, they'll be like it'll be christmas i'll have all these packages waiting on my desk because my roommate will be there like taking care of it for me i'll be great nice um, i have a pixel book coming that's super exciting you know i'm a, that is huge, exciting. I'm a huge chromebook person so that's coming uh as i said i just got the xiaomi uh me to uh uh me mix 2 which mm -hmm. <laughs> wow and then i finally am getting an essential phone shipped to me on friday um by the oh, fine nice. folks at Andy Rubin's startup. So that's the, f you know, it's taken a while. I've been on their waiting list for a while on that one, but it's happening. So you'll get my take on the essential. And, and then, you'll get to try it with all the new software. Yeah, and then I suppose when I get back, there'll probably be a OnePlus 5T waiting for me. And then what else is coming? I don't know. I think we're kind of slowing down now. It's the end. Oh, the I tiny bit. iPhone 10. So I, oh, let's talk about the iPhone 10 because, okay, okay actually, before we do, I, I do want to hear what, your, what you think is going to be the price of the one the one plus 5t do you think they're well, going to see the same price because last year it was only like 50 or 20 dollars more than three three t yeah yeah it'll probably be around the same i mean what was it like five wait wait was it 399 or 499 shoot for something i'm pretty sure yeah so the one plus five is for something 469 the... i think for 79 that's right. And then with the um the larger Let's say the 500? 
499? Yeah. Or 529? Maybe 550. Maybe 550. Yeah, I mean, so what we know so far, right, is uh, ultra-wide screen, 18 by 9 in the front. Yep. Relocating the fingerprint reader to the back. So it sounds a lot like the new 11 Plus now, doesn't it? Mm. Mm -hmm. But you know, the difference is we're not, I'm pretty sure we're not going to get a quad HD display. We're going to get a 1080p stretch 1080p. So uh, 2160 by 1080 two by one i mean i've you know a battery life a little yeah, less strain yeah, for sure and snapdragon, i'm sure it's gonna be snapdragon 835 mm-hmm. uh unless they stun us and put a snapdragon 845 if there is such a thing i don't know i have no inside info on that but i'm just saying like it's obvious that at some point uh, qualcomm's gonna announce a new chip soon yeah uh, but i have a feeling it's more cs thing at this point yeah so. And then what else would they do to this phone? I don't know. Uh, colors, some special color, maybe a oh, red yeah. or a blue. You know what I really want to see them do? And I and I hate to say this because people just bought OnePlus 5s, but the camera was the biggest disappointment for me for on the, on the OnePlus 5. It, mm-hmm. it, not because it was a bad camera per se, it was ad- adequate and fine. It was just for a flagship, not worthy of a flagship, right? Yeah. I mean, it tried really hard with the dual camera. It gave us dual camera, which is great. But for some people, at least, I don't, I'm not necessarily sure I need a dual camera. I'd rather have a single one that's really good. But um, it's just two cameras that were decent, not two really good cameras like the iPhone. I mean, just to tell you how much I think about the camera on the OnePlus 5, I don't because you just reminded me it had dual cameras and I feel really bad for just completely (laughs) blanking on that. But that's because everybody has been talking about, like, we've been comparing LG Samsung Pixels this last year. Like, that's kind of the bar has been set there. All right. So yeah, I I look, I'm excited. I love OnePlus. I think Yeah, you know, me too. Kind of like I always non- suggest they're, they're them like to people HTC. who want to save a buck. They're like a, like HTC used to be years ago, like a little baby disruptor, right? They come yeah. in, they're like, "Haha, screw you all. Check out what we're doing." Yeah, we're undercutting you and it's great. And everybody that owns a OnePlus loves it. So Yeah, they do. So they do. Know. They Yeah, I still see people with like older OnePlus devices and they love them. Yep. So iPhone 10 Let's talk about that yes. simply because, um, as you know, I alluded in the beginning, normally, and I know this from my days at Engadget where Apple would talk to me. Now I, I don't exist anymore. They don't know who I am. Um, it's I think not it, just I you. Think it, I know. So I think only don't having, worry. It, having Engadget next to my name was something at the time, I guess. Um, they would give you a review unit. Like, I, actually, this is a great story. They would take you into a special room after the keynote, and you basically got strip searched. And no, I'm joking. It's not true. But, I mean, but it was I like this, it. No, it was this crazy thing where like, imagine being a room where you're the single person that's of your organization, like the reporter, and mm-hmm. there's five people from Apple, like five, like the two PR people and three execs. And they basically, it's like an interrogation. Are you going to like this phone? Are you going to review this phone properly? Are you going to like it? It's going to be good. I'm joking, but it's kind of, it's very intimidating. Mm-hmm. It, and they basically, they don't, interrogate you of course no i'm joking but they they basically drill all the key selling points and key features and key differentiators into your head and once they feel that you've kind of repeated them back properly they give you a little baggie with the phone in it and then they look at you and go like you can't show it to anyone well we just saw it on the keynote we just did a hands-on downstairs in the hands-on room why can i show it you can't show it to anyone and 
I'm like, how am I going to review a phone if I can't take it outside the house? Right. Uh, and then they say, uh, and you're the only one who can review it. Nobody else in your organization can review it. Right. And then you have a week. That's the typical right. recipe. You know, and I don't look, and I, I'm, I'm, I want to make sure that everybody understands that I'm saying this with a big smirk on my face. Like I have no beef with Apple. I love Apple. I'm a big Mac user. I think the iPhone is a great phone for the big majority of people. I'm personally not a big iOS fan, but I get it. And I'm making fun of their PR process because it is a little bit un unusual compared to the rest of the world. And it always feels like you're kind of passing a test in many ways mm -hmm. going there. Uh, and of course now I'm, you know, I they don't, I'm not important enough anymore, but this time, the reason I'm telling you guys all this and Flo knows is that this time, what did they do Flo? Want to tell you? They seated it i believe to only a handful of journalists and to a bucket full of hashtag influencers and to the journalists i think it was three tech journalists got it for a week mm -hmm. everyone else got it for a day before the embargo lifted a day now that's right tell flow the audience what happens when you're a journalist like we are and you get a day embargo what happens in your head little atom bombs go off Yes, and you freak out and you have a panic attack and then you take a second to breathe and then you realize you have to start outlining your thoughts because you need to write a bunch. Yeah. And so what a <laughs> lot of people did was first impressions. That's why you saw The Verge and Engadget did not have reviews out mm -hmm. when the embargo lifted, uh, what was it, Tuesday morning? Mm -hmm. They just had... They just had their thoughts, their first impressions, because they'd literally gotten in Monday morning. And what are you going to do when it's such an important phone, right? Right, right. Well, you so. have to do it some justice, and you can't do justice in just a day. Well, not only that, but you need to be in the news cycle. So you need yep. to have something out, right? Right. Um, so anyway, it, I, 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 res I have a lot of respect and a lot of pain sharing. I'm sharing the pain that my friends like, uh, you know, Chris Velasco and Engadget and, and Eli Patel at The Verge and others have have endured to get this stuff and, and their teams because it's not, it becomes, it's no longer a single person effort at that point. Even though you're the only one allowed to review it, you need to get the help of all your photographers and videographers and you know. It's a community effort. You need it's, to get that's why it's somebody to bring you food and coffee and and you need a, an IV supply of fluids. Yeah. Because you're at this point not sleeping for 48 hours. Yep. So, but what's your take so far on the reviews or previews? I'm not the biggest iPhone fan Oh, personally. come on, Flo. I'm you kinda... secretly are an iPhone toter. I have seen you. Uh, no, I actually, the last time I toted an iPhone was the iPhone 4S. That was, <laughs> that was ages ago. Um, but I will say, I think what's interesting is the sort of, um, uh, the aesthetic that has been permeating throughout like smartphone design just to see like the rounded edges on the iPhone 10 and how they sort of correspond with like the rounded edges on the LG V30 and then you kind of have the same like design paradigm on the Pixel 2 XL and it's just kind of it's just kind of interesting to see everybody moving at the same speed in in the flagship world definitely I'm I'm actually really excited that Apple is making a phone that I want this year like 
You know, that's. I like it. It looks Android y to me, I will say. Well, it looks Android y, but it mostly it looks sexy. It looks hot. It looks different. It looks cool. That's what I mean by Android. And, it looks yeah, sexy. Because Android phones are cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, because iPhones have been boring forever. Look, I'll be honest with you. From a pure innovation perspective, and, and this is me as a, as a longtime Apple fan and Mac mm-hmm. user, I feel like the last innovation we had from an iPhone was the 4 when they went retina yeah. display and they went stainless steel and glass sandwich. I mean, it was jewelry. Nobody could touch it back then. Nobody made a phone with that fit and finish and a display with that high resolution. It was groundbreaking, truly was. And I bought one, day one, and one for myself and one for my spouse because Theo is a huge uh, Apple uh, iOS <laughs> user and me, I needed to review one. And that, yeah. this is before I, this is I think the summer that I joined Engadget, 2010. So, yeah, so I just bought it. I was in Canada at the time. That's the only place that you could buy it unlocked in North America. And I happened to be there in Vancouver, BC on launch day. So I was like, I'm lining up nice. early and I'm doing it. And I did. Um, but then, the then it, you know, the 4S was a repeat of that. I wasn't too surprised. That's totally okay. Then the 5 came out and I felt that the 5 was a downgrade in terms of aesthetics to me. Mm-hmm. And the 5... S was the next one. At that point, I reviewed the 5S and the 5C for Engadget. Um, and the 5S was, to me, the next innovation because they were the first to make a fingerprint reader actually work properly. Mm-hmm. If you remember, Android had fingerprint readers way before that, starting mm-hmm. with the Atrix. But it, it, you had to swipe them. Yeah. And they just didn't work reliably and you would never enable them. You try it out, you'd get mad and you'd be like, forget it. This is not baked. Yeah. Like the readers right. on the HP laptops. <laughs> or, or like, honestly, to me, the, um, the, the retina scan, the eye, the eye scanning, uh, on the Samsung galaxies today doesn't yeah. work with me half the time. Yeah. It doesn't work. So I don't enable it anymore. So. They didn't, that's the last innovation, 5S, in my opinion. After that, it's all being rinse and repeat. Sure, they had to make bigger phones, they made bigger phones. People say the camera were innovated, they were, but compared to Android, they were basically always behind. And yeah, and I hate to say this, but Pixel last year stole iPhone 7's camera launch, and I think Pixel 2 this year is stealing iPhone 8's camera launch because yeah. it can do portrait better than the iPhone 8 with a single lens mm-hmm. ouch um i mean it is the, the the pixel 2 i've talked about expensively in the last two podcasts is a remarkable phone in terms of imaging there's no doubt about that yeah it is but um the, the point i'm making here is that i'm excited about the the 10 the iphone 10 or iphone x because finally innovation for, you know, edge to edge display, this crazy idea that you're not going to need a fingerprint reader and that we can make retina scan or facial scan not only secure, but reliable. Apple's the only one who has the balls to pull that off and probably will pull it off. There'll be a few little hiccups in the beginnings, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to work reliably. Like Touch ID was a little hiccupy at the beginning, but ended up working just fine. And everybody uses it. And now everybody doesn't even think twice of having a fingerprint reader on even a $100 phone like the, the E4, Moto E4, fantastic phone that sells for 80 bucks at Verizon. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. That's my takeaway. Um, there are some people having issues with Face ID. Um, Nilai was having some issues with it. Uh, M- Michael Fisher said he wasn't 100% sure yet on whether it's <laughs> 100% reliable for him. So, you know, but I, look, Apple, 
has technical chops out the kazoo, they will make it work. And I think the idea, I'm not 100% sure that I like the idea of having to look at my phone to unlock it. But if you think about it, eventually it'll get so fast that you will ev eventually you will get to your you know maybe not this gen but the next gen you will just look at your phone and it'll be natural right you yeah right now what i love about the fingerprint reader particularly for me is when it's in the back of the phone like the pixel where yep. when i put my hand in my pocket i touch the fingerprint reader and i pull the phone out and by the time i look at it it's unlocked so if they can reduce the latency the look at you at some point you need to look at your phone there's just no doubt about it so yeah yeah but other than that you know the display, you know, nothing is new, right? Like they are not like the display is phenomenal AMOLED edge to edge. Of course it is. Like so does the Mi Mix Two. So does the Essential Phone. Uh, so does the Galaxies with amazing OLEDs. Um, it has uh, a dual camera system with dual OIS. Well, guess what? The Note Eight has a dual camera system with one being a zoom camera with dual OIS. Yeah, great. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, and I'm sure it's going to be good, but so is the Note 8. I hate to tell everyone, but the Note 8 is a pretty freaking solid camera, okay? It um, is. And so then uh, the processor is the only thing I think that uh, Apple is way ahead of the competition. And, you know, I love Qualcomm dearly, but I think Apple is eating their lunch when it comes to processor performance. Of course, nobody can experience that because, well, I shouldn't say that. Lots of people experience that because they're, and they're iPhone users. But yeah. for us who are Android users, we can't compare a Snapdragon 835 with, uh, uh, you know, an Apple A11 Bionic because it's a different OS, right? So mm -hmm. a lot of the performance we're seeing is also related to the OS performance and other things. So I, I think Apple has some pretty serious processor chops up their sleeve and we're seeing that with these phones. So yeah. So what did you do? Did you, I mean, obviously you're not an iPhone user, but you are a tech journalist and you don't have access to Apple just like me. So yes. did I obviously pinged Apple when the iPhone 10 became public and said, hey, PR folks, will you send me a review unit? And I believe I got an email back saying, fuck you, Miriam. Ha 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 ha. Um, that's not true. But basically <laughs> I got an email saying, no, thank you. Um, so at that point, I decided maybe I should order one because this is, I think, significant enough um, historically, uh, 10th anniversary and all that, that I should buy one. And so I, I stayed up late on, uh, well, not really late because the West Coast, 3 a.m., yeah. uh, uh, noon, not midnight, I mean, not 3 a.m. <laughs> I stayed yeah. up and I decided to order it. And then I went to order it. I was ready. Like I was I was on an iPhone, so I was review, renewing the Apple Store app. And I was like, I could have gotten one and delivered it on the 3rd of November. I, I was early enough and I went through the motions and then I got to the check to the to the checkout and I couldn't buy one. Oh no, why? Because I wanted the Verizon one unlocked full price because mm -hmm. it's the one with the Qualcomm radio in it, which is the better radio because the AT&T mobile SKUs have the Intel radio in them, which isn't as good. And the Sprint and the Verizon one are basically the Qualcomm worldwide SKU in terms of radio. And I had to have a Verizon phone number, zip code, and PIN like the pin being usually the last four of social mm -hmm. to buy a phone full price unlocked from Verizon. They don't oh. sell the iPhone 10 unlocked from Apple. Oh, like interesting. you can buy it. If you're a Verizon customer pay full price and then you have an unlocked uh, iPhone 10 and you can put any SIM in it, but you have to have an account. 
and I don't. And more importantly, if I want to get the Timo version, I could have totally gotten the Timo version full price because if you buy the full price Timo version, it is unlocked. And Timo does not require to prove that you have a line to buy it. So you're going to say technically Apple does sell an unlocked iPhone X, you buy the T-Mobile one full price. But that's with the Intel radio, which is not what I want. So I said, you know what? Forget it. No, no, this is obviously not working my way. The universe is telling me this is not meant to happen. I'm not going to do it. I was going to say, it's not very, it doesn't sound very user friendly. So I decided to skip it. And you know what? I'm going to bide my time. And as soon as either Apple announces the unlocked version officially on their website, which will, by the way, be the Verizon SKU, the, the, the Qualcomm SKU, mm-hmm. or uh, as soon as, you know, the, the, the rush ends and maybe I can get piggyback on a friend's Verizon account to buy one, then I will. But at this point, I'm just going to say, you know what, let's let others review this and I will chime in in a few months when I can get my hands on one. And that's basically the the bottom line. And I know you listeners are not happy about that, but hey, you know, that's the best I can do. I I just can't justify spending money on an Intel model when it's a thousand dollars that I will not daily drive, guys. I will not daily drive it and it'll be obsolete in a year. Like, think about that. It's so, a lot of money. So at least if it's the uh, you know the Verizon SKU, I can sell it to someone who's you know I have more options to who I sell it to Verizon customers, right. Sprint customers, etc. Yeah. So that's my story about Sigh. the iPhone X. Scary, right? Yeah. Would you buy one? Like, would you try to go to Apple from here? Like, are you impressed enough? I just have a personal aversion to iOS and the way that it looks like I am an Apple user. I use Macs for work um, whenever they are provided for me, because typically I am not in the price range for one. Right. (laughs) But professionally, I've been using Apple for a long time. So I appreciate the desktop ecosystem the mobile ecosystem though i'm so entrenched in everything google does it's just it's hard for me to break out of that mold um i became an android user because iphone was not a choice as a verizon customer back in the uh early days yeah whatever early days of smartphones so to speak uh and i just sort of learned to love the ways of Android and appreciate it. And now we're at this point where this design paradigm has been take has taken over. You've got material design. There's just this nice, like sort of, I don't want to say homogeny, but it's just this nice little, um, just across the board, you get a similar, a similar ecosystem experience. And so for that, that's kind of why it's hard for me to think about going to an iPhone. I agree. I mean, Android is getting more and more cohesive, right, over mm-hmm. time. And that's really exciting to me. And even if you have a phone like um, the the Xiaomi Mix 2 that I'm about yeah. to take on my vacation with me or my, my trip to Europe, it, you know, like I put the Android now launch, the, the Google now launcher on it. And yeah, I get like 90% of the experience I really want to get at this point, you know? Yeah. So it's I agree. not so bad. I mean, remember when Huawei had their weird notification tray that, you know, we would lose our minds over that. Now, even they went back to like more of a stock Android experience on their stuff. So ish, <laughs> ish. I mean, it's still not perfect, but I mean, it's 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 manageable, right? You, you don't feel yeah. like you want to throw the phone against. So at least I don't anymore. But yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting for sure. I, I think that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of us were weaned on Android early on, and and we just 
even though we're Mac users, we're like, nope, not going to happen. Forget it. But at the same time, like my parents are polarizing, you know, my mother is an Android user and my dad is an iPhone user. Oh, and wow. he, really, he loves, you know, both my parents, which is kind of funny because they're just both like, you know, they're both immigrants and did not grow up with this stuff. Right. They're super into tech. They love it. It's 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 fun for them as it is for me. And so we share that in our family and there's a fun little rivalry. You know, we've yeah. got. The gals are on Android and the dudes are on iPhone. <laughs> so my brother and my dad, I just am trying to figure out how to develop my dad's ecosystem at home, though, because um, he is a little fragmented. He's got like Amazon devices, but he is a staunch iOS user and Mac user now. So I'm trying to figure out how to put him in like an ecosystem that works for him. It's tough. Like I'm, we're, we have that problem here, right? Theo's an iPhone user. I'm, I'm yeah. Android almost all the way but we're both mac users and obviously we have amazon um so we kind of you know we make it converge best we can the 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 big winning battle i got was that we got a family subscription to google play music so he loves it and he's using it on the iphone of course so there you go so now we have some commonality there um yes and so that that made life a lot easier for everyone um and then um but you know we don't have too much in terms of books a lot of that is just in amazon um you know we have a bunch of echoes around the house but we also have a bunch of google homes around the house so we have both right and uh, you don't have any cortana invokes no sorry (laughs) no i mean i love cortana i've got a few pcs running windows 10 and i have to say you know i have the surface laptop you know i've said this on numerous podcasts now but wow what a device i love it it's really solid and the out-of-box experience felt like a mac everything worked out of the box nothing's broken everything is seamless you know, and I, you know, other than yeah, it's Windows and it's a bit. And sometimes it shows its ugly, rears its ugly head of oldness. Um, mostly, it's really been refined and polished to a place where I, I feel I could live with it, especially with the hardware being what it is—a Surface laptop. You know, top-notch hardware. I actually uh, had a chance to. I actually have the Invoke, and it using Cortana is interesting. It's interesting. It's it's different. And I thought that it was going to be worse, but I found out that it's kind of the same, at least for what I need it for. Uh-huh. The only thing is just not as robust as the other assistants. You can't like schedule anyway. But that's all, that's all IOT stuff. But uh, it's just something I've been thinking about with all these virtual assistants coming into play and all these smart speakers that are being introduced for the holiday season. Yeah, I mean, for me, honestly, I feel like Google Assistant is the strongest one of them all. And, I agree. And I, I'm leaning towards turning my entire home uh, automation ecosystem into uh, something Assistant can deal with. Right now, a lot of it is on, on Echo and Alexa because they were the first to really integrate well with a lot of home uh, automation. And to be fair, they still have the most. They uh, do, but at yeah, the same time, the look, I don't order, like I've disabled ordering things on Amazon on my Echoes because, yeah. you know, I have roommates in both my homes in SF and Portland. I don't want them randomly ordering crap. Um, and well, I'm not ordering from Amazon as much as I used to, I should say. And I then, just... Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the other thing is really I only use it like to say, you know, turn on my lights and, and what yeah. what's the weather and, and where is the traffic bad right now? And, yeah. you know, and honestly, the traffic, Google handles way better anyway. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, Cortana does it too, by the way. Okay, cool. And it was pretty spot on, at least for how long it takes to get to Petaluma. 
Sweet. Well, listen, we should wrap it up. Um, I want to take, you know, I want you to get a chance to pimp yourself right now. And I tell people where <laughs> they can find you. I know this is all about Android, of course, but just tell people where they can follow you because I think you're an amazing woman in tech like me. And I, you, you know, we need more voices out there and I want people to listen to you more. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, I am, since I'm freelancing now, I'm kind of sort of all over the place. You can read me. You'll see me pop up at Android Authority and at PC World and at Tom's Guide, kind of where I'm doing uh, work lately. I'm writing still about Android phones, but I'm also writing about IoT, kind of delving into that world. Uh also, in addition to All About Android, you can listen to me on the Material Podcast on the Relay Network, and that publishes every Thursday. So that's with Andy Anatko and Russell Ivanovich from Shifty Jelly. It's just a Google podcast uh, where we wax poetic every week. Um, but other than that, just follow me on Twitter at Oh That Flow. That's how to keep up with me. Yeah. Oh That Flow. Check it out. All right. Well, thanks, Flo, for being on. This was a really great podcast. I think Thank the you for listeners are going to love it because we were Thank goofy together. Uh, like a mini all about Android reunion without Jason <laughs> or, uh, you know, all the rest of the gang. It's unfortunate. Or the Oreo eating, which we've been doing a lot oh of. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys are hilarious. I love this show. Um, you guys know where to find me. I'm at TNKGRL, Tankerl without the vowel on Twitter. Um, you know that you can find this podcast and tell your, po your friends about this podcast. MobileTechPodcast.com on World Podcasts. We're on iTunes. We're on uh, what is it uh, pocket cast and all the other major platforms as well and uh, you can find my youtube channel at youtube.com slash miriam just spell out my name miriam with a y and uh, you'll get uh, some beautiful content to complement this podcast videos of unboxings and things like that stay tuned for next week i've got a really cool guest i'll be in europe with a european guest and we'll talk about a whole bunch of other stuff i'm sure there'll be some news um but it never gets boring in the mobile world right Flo? True that. All right. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.